in your glory where all things are easy. Everything comes freely. Every gift comes from above. Every bit that comes by your love. Everything comes easy. It's all free. Lord, we partake and we receive. And we worship you. We glorify you. We honor you. We bless you. You are so good to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We set our minds on you. We set our hearts on you. Fix our gaze only on you. And Lord, we receive of your great love, of your amazing power and strength for today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. God. Glory to God. We give you praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in here. Thank you, Lord, if we need it, it already exists. You've already created it for us. We partake of it now. We receive of we receive good things from heaven. Ha. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise, Lord. Ha. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, the Lord is good tonight. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Let's be seated for a minute or a long or a few minutes or whatever. Unless you're on the floor, you can stay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Well, God is good. Amen. Father, thank you for what you're doing in our midst. We acknowledge you in all of our ways.
And we set our hearts and minds on you to receive, to walk with you, to hear from you. Lord, you are, you are what we live for. You're who we live for. We value your will and your plan and your desire above all else. Thank you, Lord, for showing us things to come. Showing us your will, your plan, your purpose for our lives. We purpose and choose and decide to walk in it. To walk in your best. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, God is good. You know, someone might say, well, what's, what were you praying for? Nothing. Not in that, not in that sense. You know, over in, uh, in Mark chapter 10, it says in verse 13, then they brought little children to him that he might touch them. Why would you want Jesus to touch the kids? But his disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And, verse 16, he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. He did what? Laid his hands on them. For what reason? Heal them? No, no mention of any sickness, no mention of any problem. What was the purpose? For blessing. For blessing. You know that's okay for us today too. Amen. Amen. There, is a, there is a blessing of God that can be transferred and transmitted through the laying on of hands. Amen. 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 Yeah. And that's the only purpose that's mentioned here. And people sought it. They said, I want, to, I want to get Jesus to lay his hands on my kids. Why? So they can be blessed. And it's not just some figurative thing. There's a literal transfer of God's blessing. I note sometimes, you know, when I started laying hands on some of these, I know with some of them I lay my hands on for a minute and there's nothing going. And all of a sudden, there's a switch, something happens on the inside, and there it goes. What? A blessing from God goes into them. You can sense that anointing go. Amen. And, uh, and some got happy about it. I mean, I didn't know they would. I didn't know that would be a man, that manifestation. I laid hands on people that someone would be real happy other than ha, ha, ha comes up of me, me many times. In the, in the presence of God, it's just a joyful place. And so you yield to that. Amen. So I think that's kind of weird. Well, I think grumpy is weird. I think depressed is, <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't be tolerated. I think laughter should be pretty common. Amen. Amen. Well, God's working in here. You can tell. You can tell. I mean, just his presence is in the, in the house. And I think maybe some of us went into another room and looking around at some good stuff. Amen. You, but you can have anything you need from the Lord. Let, let's, be, let's be assured of that again. Uh, that's the reason he created it. 
the reason he is the healer is because of stupid sin and the curse that's in the earth and he knew there would be it would be necessary to have a healer and so the fact that any any problem ever exists in someone's body that's who he is for that purpose not for some other purpose amen amen well god is good Amen. Father, thank you for what you're doing in this, in this service tonight. We yield ourselves unto you, your will, your purpose and plan. And thank you for ministering to each one. Thank you, Lord. We're just here to do your will. Enjoy your presence and hear from heaven. Thank you for helping us to enjoy this life in you. We give you the praise. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you find me frequently just stopping and praying again, because that's kind of the way I like to operate in this kind of service. If you're new to it, we just come without, within a, our only agenda, if you will, is to hear from God. Amen. And if we, if it's just a service of prayer, great. If it's a service of preaching, great. If it's laying on, hands on and knock them down, stand them up, knock them down, <laughs> Great. I'm open, for, I'm open for whatever. Look with me at Revelation, the book of Revelation, last book in the Bible. Revelation is in the singular, in case you're wondering. And uh, notice uh, with me over here, Revelation chapter 1, you know, John, the apostle John, that wrote John and First John and Second John and Third John also wrote Revelation. All right, so he's got four, four books. Uh, in Revelation ten, chapter one, verse ten, he writes here, "I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day." And I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet. Let's focus on that first phrase. He said, I was in the Spirit. I don't know if you've ever wondered about that phrase. Sometimes it's loosely thrown around and people talk about being in the Spirit. But let's look at how he used it. He said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. In other words, a certain specific day. Okay, that would lead me to believe that probably the day before he wasn't in the Spirit. At least not like he's describing here. All right, otherwise he would just say, you know, hey, I'm John, I'm the Apostle, I'm always in the Spirit. Okay, so now you, know, you might be able to use that language in some context, but one of the things that it means to be in the Spirit is something... Not that you are in 24-7, but something you go in and apparently come out again. All right? So he was in the Spirit. It was a distinguishable moment. He changed from the day before. And on this day, he said, I was in the Spirit. And I heard this trumpet and then wrote the rest of the book because he saw a whole bunch of things. All right? We might say he... 
you know, had visions. He was in the spirit, but saw lots of things, heard lots of things from the Lord concerning uh, the churches then. And of course, end times concerning our day. Uh, he received much revelation. Where, where did he get all this stuff? Where did he get all these great revelations from God? He got them in the spirit. All right. I'm telling you, in the spirit is a desirable place to be. All right. What, what, would, be the, what would be the contrast to that? Well, it depends on how you're using it, but you might just say in the, in the physical world as opposed to in the spirit world, all right? That could be one contrast. Sometimes we say in the flesh, but it depends how you use the word flesh. You know, flesh in the Bible can just mean your body. It could also mean, it could also be used in a very carnal, sinful sense. You know, the flesh, those who are Christ have past tense crucified their flesh. When did you do that? When you got saved. You crucified that sinful nature. Now it's no longer a part of your being as a born-again child of God. You don't have a flesh sinful nature as a Christian. All right. But uh, being in the Spirit as in contrast to not being in the Spirit or just being, you know, maybe more naturally minded. Uh, I know some have used this phrase like this. I knew a guy years ago, a minister, and I, I was talking to him one day, and I was asking him what he was doing that day. He said, well, I've been in the Spirit most all day. He didn't mean this. <laughs> I think he just meant more. He was giving time to the Lord. He was praying. He was thinking about the things of God. He might have been praying in the Spirit. You know what it means to pray in the Spirit? Generally, that means speaking in other tongues. Well, what's that? That is a spiritual activity. It's a spiritual prayer that originates from the Spirit of God who lives in you as opposed to originating in your mind. I saw a need. I thought something up and I prayed about it. So you can pray in the Spirit. It's a very desirable place. Now, just to qualify the subjects, I like to, I like to cover all my bases. If you read Romans 8, in fact, I'll just read that. Uh, Romans 8 uses this language as well. Um, uh, Romans 8 and verse 9, it reads, but, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So in, from a positional standpoint of where a person stands with God, you could also be accurate in saying, when you got saved, you are now in the Spirit as opposed to in the flesh. And again, that's the, that's the carnal side. That's the, the worldly sinful side. I'm no longer in the flesh. I am in the Spirit. All right. So it would, would it be accurate for all of us to say, if you're a believer now, if you're saved, that you're in the Spirit? Yes, but then there's also, and I, I like to start from the positional. This is who I am in Christ. This is where I belong. This is where I live. This is how God sees me. But then I go from that position to how do I walk that out? How do I live out in the Spirit? You read Romans 8 there, and it talks about minding things of the Spirit. That's a key. I keep my mind on things of the Spirit. And then, and then John's experience where all of a sudden he's in the Spirit and he's seeing stuff. What is he seeing? Well, I might tie it into the illustration I got standing right over here tonight. He's in the back room. 
Okay? Well, what is he doing? He's seeing things that most people aren't seeing. And I don't necessarily think he turned it on. I don't think he necessarily said, uh, you know, where he decided the Lord was going to give him the book of Revelation that day. But I think there is always our part of this equation. It seems to me that God more frequently reveals things to people who are asking for them. That he more frequently reveals things to people who seek them as opposed to those who aren't even looking. All right. And so there, I think there is a part of this in the spirit equation that's totally on me. All right. And, and I love to be there. I, I love to be there. I, I don't know if how you would see, see this. Let me just give you my perspective and my... Because um, I've been in, in, in the ministry for a, a number of years now. Uh, and sometimes when I think about what I have to do, I feel weighed down in my mind. I think... <laughs> and even if I start thinking about all the services coming up for the rec- next 10 years or whatever. <sighs> you know what I mean? It, it, it can seem like, man, that's a lot. I don't know if I can handle this. You know, Lord, come quickly. <laughs> but, but here's the other side. When I'm, I'm going to say it this way, more so in the spirit than in the natural, it's not heavy. I look at it and I think, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll look at a service like this because this takes spiritual preparation to do. All right. I look at it and I think, oh. (laughs) But when I get in the spirit, when I'm more in the spirit, not, not necessarily all the way like John, but when I'm mindful of the Spirit, and I've been praying in the Spirit, and I've been worshiping God for a period of time, I get to a place, and it's like, okay, yeah, nice. <laughs> and, uh, and, and frequently it'll happen in the middle of services, where all of us, we're going along, and we're teaching, or we're singing, and we're saying things, and the Spirit of God will move on individuals. He'll move on me. And when he does, and all of a sudden I know something or I see something or I have something, I'm telling you, ministry becomes very easy at that point. It's, you know, it's the moving sidewalk. It's, uh, I'm not doing this anymore. I am totally being carried. Now, I recognize I still have to step out and act by faith and say and do and and pray and, and all these kind of things. But you're caught up in something that's very easy. You know, Jesus talked, used that language. He said, take my yoke upon you. He said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Right? And, and there's an aspect of that. That's where we want to live. See, uh, but living and, and conducting ourselves in such a way where we're too anchored to this world. We're too anchored to the, our responsibilities and the physical side of life and, and all those it makes life difficult. And many of you feel like kind of how I've even looked at, at times ministry, just about what's on your plate. And it feels like, oh, I'm carrying an anchor almost. It's heavy. I, I don't know if I can, and, and you get overwhelmed with it. There's too much to do. Get more in the spirit. I'm not talking about your position in Christ, because if you're saved, you're saved. It's done. You're good. You're laughing. All right. But get more in the Spirit. Pray. 
in the Holy Ghost. Worship and, and go into the, to the next room. You know, it, it only comes by taking time to do it. But when you do that, there is a, a lightness that comes. And all of a sudden, all things seem possible. All the, you know, the glory of God comes. It's just, I don't know, I don't know another way to say it, but I should tell you, it's way better. It's way easier. Amen? Uh, I mean, you know, uh, what happens a lot in these services, but others as well. But a couple of weeks ago when we had our, our guest, Pastor Dave, and he, and, and, uh, and he ministered for quite a while, and then he turned it over to me, and I was going to turn it down. I was going to end the service. But I got, and I, I stepped right up here, and as soon as I did, um, I'm going to shut things down. But because of the atmosphere, I was more in the spirit than I realized. I didn't, because you know, you kind of come up, you come up, you don't recognize it because it's slow. You're that, you know, like that frog, in the, but in a good way. In the, you know, you don't realize what's happening. It's coming up, coming up, and, and I stood up here, and all of a sudden, I close my eyes and I know things. All of a sudden, I see things. Why? In the spirit, you just more in. There's just a greater anointing there. Amen. Praise God. And a lot of this goes back to this. Why would I, I mean, I don't know if this sounds ozone-y to some, like, woo, I don't know what to do with that. Uh, there are some things, you know, maybe you've heard that statement, they're better caught than taught. There are, I, it's like I could teach on prayer, you know, for a long time. And there's so much to talk about. But there's, there's a whole other side to that people will never get if they don't pray. You know, we could teach on worship. We could teach on living by faith. Uh, we, we, we could teach on a whole, whole bunch of things. And there's one side is the principle. It's the precept. A whole other part of that is when you go walk it out and do it. And that's when you really get it. And if you just hear about it, hear about it, take good notes, try to remember it and never do it, you don't have it. You didn't get it. And you'll lose it. You'll think you know it later when you hear that verse again, but you don't. <laughs> there's something about doing something. And we talk about walking in the Spirit and living in the Spirit and, and, and enjoying this. Uh, you know, it's just theory unless you go there. There's another room. Oh, cool. There is another room. <laughs> there is more in God. There's a place I can go. Cool. Damn. You have to go there, otherwise it'll never be real to you. Amen. How many recognize, we, we talk about these things sometimes, that there is a, a, a physical world, there's a spiritual world. There are things we see, there are things we don't see, but the seen realm is no more real than the unseen realm. Christians above all people should recognize this and should live with a consciousness of this reality, that there is stuff happening all the time in here, all the time, and not just in here, in, in our lives, in the world. There's stuff going on in the spirit realm. To be ignorant of that, you know, what, what happens? Well, one of the things it causes us to do is wrestle against flesh and blood. Ephesians chapter 6 says, do not wrestle, you, it says you do not wrestle with flesh and blood, but... And then it lists the different ranks of, of darkness, 
principalities and powers and rulers and so forth, this kingdom of darkness, he said, that's what you're dealing with. But if we don't live with an awareness of that, we think all of our battles are with people. We think whatever happened, but I recognize some people can go overboard and everything's a demon and, you know, their light turned red at the wrong time and that's a devil. I need to cast down that red light demon. No, no, I'm not talking about being odd or, you know, reading into things, things that are there, but most people, here's the deal. There are people that are weird like that. Most people are way in the other ditch. Most people in the world are way over there, meaning they just live with a lack of consciousness of spiritual realities. Amen. Well, why don't we look at a couple of verses? Is that okay? Second uh, Corinthians 4 would be a good one. Second Corinthians chapter 4. It says in verse 16, now this is interesting, I didn't even notice this until right now, but my Bible has a little heading there, and it says, seeing the invisible. (laughs) Verse 16, therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. So already you can see there's a physical, there's a spiritual. There's a seen, there's an unseen. What, what's, what's happening on the outside? We're aging. In other words, dying slowly. Right? The outward man is perishing. But the inward man, nope. Nope, the inward man's not getting, not getting older. Being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, and, and by the way, the guy who says light affliction was shipwrecked, was beaten, was stoned to death, went to heaven, came back, raised from the dead. <laughs> this is Paul. He went through some serious stuff. He said, our light affliction for a moment <laughs> is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory while we do not look at the things which are what? We don't look at what's seen, but the things which are not seen. In other words, put that together. We look at what is not seen. That might seem like a contradiction. But he said that's what we do. He said for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And so how does that make any sense at all? We are going to look at things that are not seen. Look at what that's not seen. Not seen is not the same as not there. Not seen just simply means not seen. Not seen by who? By those in a physical body. Those who are looking with physical eyes. Amen. I, I, well, you know, I know this that uh, because I, you know, have inquired at different times, but certain individuals... Uh, operate in what's known in the Word of God as the, in 1 Corinthians 12, it's mentioned as the discerning of spirits. It's one of the nine gifts. Discern, discerning of spirits means you see. Discern is to see into the realm of spirits. When, when individuals see um, 
uh, angels, demons, the Lord, that kind of stuff. That's that gift of discerning of spirits in operation. All right? And, uh, you know, well, you know, Ms. Melody spoke a couple weeks ago. And, uh, and in many of these services, uh, what she has told me is that, that there are angels that are filling the room. Because she operates in that gift. Uh, and she sees them. And then she's quick to say, well, I don't know what, what I can say. I can tell you anything because I have the mic. Uh, <laughs> we, do a, we do a class after, after service, uh, after this service with the Bible school. Uh, there's a class, and, it's a, and we, we talk about spiritual things. And last week it was, it was Laugh Fest. It was it was joy and all kinds of stuff going on in there, and uh, and uh, and she was zonked, <laughs> couldn't couldn't speak, and 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 so later I was I was saying I was wondering what you know, with that look on your face I was wondering what you were seeing, and she said well the the room was full of angels, and but then she, but then she said this to me. Then and, and other times she said, but it's not the case. You know, basically, these are my words. That's not the case because I saw them. She said that's always the case when we're doing these things. Yeah. It's just sometimes you get sight. Different individuals operating different gifts will have sight and they'll see the actual things going on in the spirit. All right, but what we should not take is that, that an absence of seeing something in the spirit means an absence of it being there or taking place. Totally not true. All right. And that's a very, very natural or carnal way to live your life, to think unless I have some physical evidence of it's happening, it's not happening. We find out, uh, well, remember Jesus said in, in John chapter 11, he said, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. Not if you see the glory of God, you'll believe it's there. No, but if you believe, you'll see the glory of God. So let's believe these things prior to seeing. Let's acknowledge the reality of God and what's happening in the Spirit. Basically, we're told to look at the the things in the invisible realm. Look at them. How can I see them? You know, I'm not talking about squinting and, you know, getting that view just right. I'm looking at them with my faith. I'm looking at them in the Spirit. And I'm acknowledging their presence even though I can't, generally speaking, see them with my physical eye. Amen. I know many times we've had in in these services, people have told me of things that they saw in the Spirit and I didn't see them. Things like the the cloud, a haze of, of, of God's glory, things falling, all this kind of stuff. I'm not trying to be weird or trying to be out there and, and just, you know. Whatever. But I'm just saying there's all kinds of stuff happening whether we see it or not. Whether there's a physical manifestation or not. And the more we go along and the more we, we proceed, there will be more things that are seen by different individuals. I don't mean we seek that. I don't mean that's the goal of our meeting. Let's see if we can see and feel and, you know. No, we're just seeking the Lord. It's all about a relationship. It's all about the person. We seek after him. But you find in the middle of that, you start becoming more aware of spiritual stuff. More conscious of spiritual things. Amen. 
Amen. Praise God. And these things are very real. You know, even in that same meeting just a couple weeks ago, when we stood right over here after the service, uh, Pastor Dave and I, and then an individual, maybe that person's here, came up and was sharing. And, and then we, I started praying for him for, for something in particular. Because uh, anyway, I started praying. I put my hands on him. And I could tell something goes into him. But Pastor Dave standing right next to me says, uh, he said, yep, there it went. <laughs> well, how did he know? How did he know what I could feel? It's just being perceptive. It's just recognizing and you train yourself to be aware of spiritual things. We're all comfortable in the physical realm. We know what it feels like when some good ice cream goes down. Mm. Ooh, I felt that. Mm, that was good right there. <laughs> but, but what we're not sometimes so, so trained in is being conscious and aware of spiritual things. Yeah, but we're supposed to look, we're supposed to look at this stuff. Amen? Amen. Look at Colossians chapter 1. And then look at Hebrews 11 too. While you're over there in the New Testament. Colossians 1. And uh, notice 15. Speaking of Jesus. says he is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. Is God, does God exist? Yeah, but from our vantage point, He is invisible. But Jesus is the image of Him. For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or, 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 or powers... All things were created through him and for him. But notice, specifically is mentioned that things are created, seen things, visible things, and invisible things. Let us not have more faith in the physical than we do in the spiritual. Let us not be more assured that physical things are real and, or visible things are real and invisible things aren't real. Not the case. The invisible God created the visible world. So if anything has to go, it's the physical. Amen. I don't know if you've ever wondered. If I think about these things. Well, I think about sometimes during worship. Because <laughs> these thoughts aren't coming to me. But, you know, we have to have a gift. And I'm not, I'm not preaching here. I'm just kind of thinking out loud. I'm not creating a doctrine. You know, we have a gift, discerning of spirits, and it allows us to see into the spirit realm. I wonder if those in the spirit realm have to have a discerning of physical. How do they see into our realm? Hallelujah. Did you find Hebrews 11? Hallelujah. You know what's going on. There's stuff happening in the Spirit right now. Yeah. And the Spirit of God is doing things. And the angels of God are delivering things to people from those rooms of God's provision and God's blessings 
and they're falling on people just because we're acknowledging that they exist tonight. Acknowledging that something exists that you don't see, it's called faith. And you're taking God's word at it. Yes, everything He's promised exists. Everything He has given us, everything purchased by redemption has been created and designed for you and for me. And He has created things both physical and spiritual, both visible and invisible. They already exist. Thank you, Lord. You're providing things for us. They come from the invisible and they manifest in 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 the visible world. Amen, amen. Say it with me. Say, Father God. I believe in what I cannot see that you have created, that you have promised, and I receive these things from your hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. You're so good to us. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. In Hebrews chapter 11, it says about uh, Moses, by faith, verse 27, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible." How did Moses endure? By seeing him who he could not see. By seeing the invisible one, it caused him to endure. The moment we forget about and get our focus off those things that we cannot see, we don't endure. We give up. We throw in the towel. We don't stay in the game. We go off and we, we, get out, we get out of God's will and God's plan and His best for our lives. you got to keep your eye on things you can't see, man. Huh? I know that makes absolutely zero sense to the physical person, to the natural man. But I'm telling you, this makes all the sense in the world in the kingdom of God. you got to keep looking at what you can't see. Amen. And if you need to sit down there and make yourself for a while, say, Lord, I'm sitting here. I'm going to sit down for a while and I'm going to look at stuff I can't see. I'm not talking about imaginary friends. I'm not talking about things that don't exist. I'm not talking about living in some fantasy world. I'm talking about taking the promises of God and the Word of God and saying that is the case. That is reality. Yeah. I mean, someone might think, well, you guys are crazy. You're lifting your hands into the air and singing into nothing. And Well, who's crazy? Huh? Or maybe one person is just so spiritually dull, so spiritually blind that they can't see any purpose and they don't see what you see. I'm telling you when I pray, I'm telling you when I sing, when I lift my hands, there's something going on there. And I'm not just some, I'm not delusional. <laughs> I hear from heaven. I have a relationship with the invisible one. And there is evidence of that. Hallelujah. And as many of you have, you can, you can point to things now. Been doing this long enough to say, well, this exists because of that invisible one. And this happened because of that invisible one. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. And, you know, I mean, we were talking about this guy right over uh, I said we were praying right over here. I might as well just tell you the rest of that story while we're 
or talking the students already know but i'm standing there and this guy uh, is he here by any chance i don't know i haven't talked to him since that day it's just a couple weeks ago we stood there and he's talking about his life and so, so forth and so on and all of a sudden right in the middle of that i get a word of, i get a word of knowledge and my ear goes and i thought that i thought so i started looking at him as he's talking to see if something was wrong with one of his ears i couldn't tell and so when he stopped talking, I asked, I said, have you had a ringing in your ear? And he said, well, I used to. It was the same ear. He's his right ear. He said, well, I used to. I said, well, you, I said, well, you don't anymore? He said, no. He said, but I can't hear out of it. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. So you had the ringing no longer, but now you can't hear out of it. I said, you ready? Ready, ready to hear out of that again? So what happened? Something in the invisible realm. Because I believe he talks to us and he shows us things. He wants to help. So I put my hands on his, uh, on his ears. I commanded him to open. And I started snapping by his ear. I said, can you hear that? He said, yes. And I put my hand on his other ear. I said, can you hear it the same amount? He said, no. He said, it's less. I said, let me put my hands on you again in Jesus' name. And I, I did that. I said, is it, is it the same now? And he's, oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Been having problems with their forehead. <laughs> I said, "Is it the same now?" He said, "Yes." Yeah. What's going on? Spiritual stuff. Something I have no physical evidence. Why would you say that? Why would you do that? I'm, I'm, I believe in something I can't see. I believe in a person that I cannot see, but he talks and he moves and he does things and he helps me and helps other people. Hey, man. I just need to exercise myself in this invisible realm. Yeah. Because then every time I come, I mean, we're here right now. And God is moving. And things are happening. Hallelujah. And maybe it's just a little transfer of joy that happens through the laying on of hands. And whoo, all of a sudden it gets real happy. (laughs) Well, that was invisible. And it manifests. All of a sudden it came out in something that every person on the earth craves and desires. They want to be happy. They want to experience joy. And yet we believed in the joy giver. And something manifest. Thank you, Lord. But Moses, this is how he, he endured. Have you ever had a time in your life where you didn't endure? I tell you what, you stopped looking at. You stopped seeing him who was invisible. And at some point, some point, you got your eyes back on the invisible one. And what did it do for you? It caused you to stand, to, strong, to stay strong, to keep a, a priority system in your life, to live your life by a certain code. It's called love. It's called the love of God. Have the fruit of the Spirit in your life. You, you do that when you see what you can't see. Amen. It's important that we see things we can't see. You remember when the, the prophet dealt with that? Uh, Look, look over in, uh, some of you know this story. It's in the Second Kings chapter 6. Second Kings. And let's see. And this is when the Syrians were uh, trying to get Elisha. Because they, they found out the king of Syria said, how's Israel keep... Uh, getting all of our battle plans they always know what we're going to do 
And there, his advisors there said, they got a prophet. He, he tells the king what you're saying in your bedroom. Why? Because he's, well, he's invisible and he's everywhere. He takes up all the space and God hears all conversations. <laughs> Important to remember that, huh? But then there, he was after, after Elisha. And, and uh, let's see, verse... 15, and, and so Second Kings 6, 15, and when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city of horses and chariots, and his, and his servant said to him, alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered and said, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Now stop right there. Those who are with us are more than those, the the mountains are surrounded with they're outnumbered and outgunned and they are in trouble they're about to die but the prophet says no we're okay there's more of us than there are of them <laughs> see, one two <laughs> what is he doing now if we stop right there is it true just because it's true, or is it true because he sees it? Now, it may be that the prophet did see it. I'm just telling you, a lot of this stuff is going on when we don't see it. Because uh, his, his servant, anyway, verse 17, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. That he may see what? What's there, but that what, what was veiled from him. It was not in the physical realm. He said, then the Lord opened his eyes and the young man, uh, of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. There was a whole spiritual army there, and then you can read on the story, and they were okay. And the army, the physical army was not okay. <laughs> uh, but all this was happening, but it was happening whether they saw it or not. But their eyes were open in this case. His eyes was open. He thought, look at that. I mean, what if all of our eyes were open to see everything going on in the Spirit, even in the room here tonight? What would we see? I don't know. I mean, I don't know fully without me seeing it. I couldn't describe it to you. But I'm telling you, there's a whole lot more to your life than what you see. Amen. Amen. There are angels surrounding you. There is spiritual activity going on. There is stuff coming from heaven to earth. And, and, and listen, when, you, when we acknowledge that, what does it do? Well, he was afraid until he knew what was really happening. And we might live in fear of things all around us unless we could see how God has really set us up and equipped us to live long. He has set us up with, with uh, ministering spirits to help us carry out His will for our lives. They exist whether you see them or not, but, but just by acknowledging by faith that these things exist, what happens is our confidence level goes up and fear goes out the door. Yeah. Amen, amen. I tell you, God's provision exists. Everything you have need of in your life exists, what you'll need today and what you'll need down the road. It already exists. It's already been created. It's already there. I say, I can't see it. 
That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Amen. Praise God. But I do believe it, it, can, it, it will help us tremendously uh, to, to, be, to be mindful of, to be conscious of, of these types of things. To be aware of things visible, we, we are, but of things invisible, we're often not. Do I have to see everything for it to uh, affect me and, and benefit me? I don't. I don't. I mean, probably most people in here have never seen uh, angels around them. Well, uh, Jesus spoke about the little children, and he said, their angels are before my Father in heaven. Their angels. About the little children. Their angels. Well, if and Jesus acknowledged and he taught this, he's basically that children have angels assigned to them. They're theirs. Do you lose them when you grow up? That doesn't, it's not logical to me what you get to 20 and then you're on your own now. <laughs> as soon as you get your driver's license, you're on your own. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it would seem to make sense to me that, that it would be right that every child of God has an angel or more assigned to them. To handle things, to uh, you know, to do stuff. Protection would be one of them. Amen. So, hallelujah. Now, here's the deal. What's our what's our goal or our objective in this? Not to try to have a conversation with the angels, because our relationship was with the Savior. We have a relationship with God. But you know that God's looking out for you. You know that he's got things prepared. And what we want to do is, is more and more be more in the spirit, not just in the natural. Be in the spirit when you're worshiping God. Use your imagination for good things. Huh? You know, we all imagine and we think and our minds are going 100 miles an hour. Uh, you know, I don't have a verse on this per se, but imagine God. Don't you probably do that anyway? I do. You know, I don't if I don't see him, but I imagine him. Helps me to focus. I'm talking to him. Amen. And that's the focus of our our relationship. Not not necessarily other other manifestations or that that kind of thing. That can happen as the as the Lord wills. But I just want to put myself in a position continually to be spiritually aware, conscious Amen. Looking at things that are invisible because those are the things that, are, that remain. They last forever. Let's, not keep, let's, let's never take our eyes off that stuff. Amen. Father, thank you for what you're doing in here. I thank you for the spiritual impartations of sight and revelation knowledge that come to each one. Now, we, re- we, receive, of the, we receive that and we receive what you are saying, what you are doing, and the working of your Spirit in our lives. Thank you. Now, you open our eyes. You give us understanding. You give us light where there's been confusion and question and darkness. And Lord, we receive of you today. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. 
for the invisible things that you have created and how they benefit and add to and enhance our lives. We acknowledge it today. There's all kinds of spiritual activity from you happening in our lives today. Hallelujah. I sense, man, just a, I prayed that word out, but it's just there strong again. An impartation from God. It is, it, it is spiritual in origin and it gets deposited in us. And I think some of it's understanding and some of it's an ability to perceive and comprehend spiritual realities. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for upgrading us tonight. Thank you for enhancing our ability. We are looking to you. We're looking to the invisible one. And thank you, Lord. We are led by your spirit. Hallelujah. Protection. Safety. Peace. Thank you, Lord. All these things we can't see, but they're they're, they're working in us tonight. Working in our lives. We acknowledge you. We acknowledge you today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for working in us. Thank you for touching every heart and life, every, every individual. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. By faith, we understand that the worlds were created. By faith, we understand your will and your plan for our lives. By faith, we understand what's happening in the realm of the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You open our eyes and we see. You open our ears and we hear. You open our hearts. We understand. We understand your ways. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God is good tonight. You know, earlier before the service, it's just real, I had it in my heart. This has come up in me about how the, uh, the Lord is really pleased when His children find out what they're able to do in His name. The Lord wants us to stretch our legs. <laughs> you know, the Lord wants us, to reach, wants us to stretch out and reach out and do things by His Spirit, by His power, with His wisdom and His might. And He's pleased when we find out, you mean we can do that? And we go ahead and start operating in spiritual life and power. It brings Him joy. It brings Him pleasure. When you figure out what you can do using His ability, using His name was what was really was what the word was, using the name of Jesus. When you find out what you can do in His name, oh, He's thrilled with that. Hallelujah. That means, I'll just tell you what that means. That means you can do a lot more than you think you can do. That means I can do a lot more than I think I can do. And he's wanting us to stretch out and do more in his name. 
Amen? Praise God. Well, I think that's all tonight. I'm glad I came to church. I don't know about you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. The ushers are going to receive the offering tonight and, and uh, pass the buckets. So let's, if you're giving an offering tonight, we want to prepare that. And, uh, and they'll get ready to do that. So I'm just gonna, not going to take a whole lot of time. hope I give you enough time, but I'm going to pray over the offering. And then we'll just do that and be dismissed. All right. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for every person giving now. We speak blessings and life over their finances. Thank you for increase in everyone's life. We give to you by faith and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen.